Yo, mic check for one one. Girl, what the fuck? This is not yo MTV raps. <laughs> look, bitch. Look, look. The listeners tired of us starting off, you know, laughing. So I said, I was watching. Who AO said they was tired early. of us laughing? That is joy. We are experiencing <laughs> black joy. Are you against black joy? Absolutely, girl. If you're against white. black joy, <laughs> I am. <laughs> you a white woman? No, I was watching MTV. Like, if I was clips. white, I wouldn't tell nobody. Bitch. Okay, Queen Mulatto. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're like, what the fuck? How you gonna say that? <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. Low key, I was wondering if I should take an ancestry uh twenty three test, bitch, but I don't want them to clone me. Baby, I'ma just be honest with you. You already know my family is um you see my family, so I already know this in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't look nothing like it, but seeing the rest of my family, oh yeah. <laughs> Bitch, we gonna find out that you're 22 percent white. <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? You brought this up, and I was thinking about it today. I was mm-hmm. like, my grandmother called me, and I don't know why I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, if I did an ancestry chest. <laughs> I already know Irish or some shit is in there. <laughs> Good day, pissed. mate. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we gotta come up with your white name. We're gonna do that off air. We're gonna do that off air. I already came up with Kathleen Marie. Kathleen Marie. Um, I would be Jacob uh what what white people are Jacob Bradley. Jacob Bradley or Jacob Boudreaux. That's what would be my last name. Be Boudreaux be your your uh your the Louisiana name. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm sorry you guys. Welcome to a new episode of Keep It Locked with Keenan Wayne and myself, Kiara Don. Hey yo. Sorry, you guys. Our humor is Sorry, we offended anybody. Um, <laughs> Our humor is dark. Um, please exit the episode if you're not ready for a bunch of bullshit. So, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of white women, um, Sharon mm. Osbourne. Hmm. Let's just get straight into it. Hop into it, girl. You know, for years I've always known who Sharon Osbourne is. Of course, she's the wife of Ozzy Osbourne. She's known for her mouth. Um. Mm. <laughs> she's known for her mouth um Mm. but anyway she's always been very opinionated and you know i don't know what it is about the british lately they just really been showing their ass (laughs) um first it was piers morgan is now it's sharon osborne and she got a little she not a little a lot of heat for her support for piers morgan Mm. on twitter i don't know what made her and her red hair um decide to go ahead and, and type that on up and support Piers Morgan Yikes. and this, I don't understand what made her go and do that you know if she would have just sat mum and quiet you know I mean when you out here eating bats allegedly sleeping on spikes and you know hellfire is where you live I think the Botox went to her brain on this one but um mm. yeah. I said it I'm sorry I, I'm just I've really been waiting to come on this mic um, when she told Cheryl she shouldn't be the one crying, I like stood up like somebody disrespected my mama. Like I watched that shit on to YouTube me. and I was like, what the fuck? And I think about all the times that happened in the workplace. 
and you just got to literally sit there and take it. And they was like, why didn't Cheryl do anything? Cheryl got a job just like I asked her. And she was like, if I turn up on this bitch, that's the end of my check. That's not in my bag. And in the middle of a pandemic, I could see why it was even more hesitation. Like, Cheryl yes, was it's out very of hard. Peppa Pig was out of line, okay, bitch? Like, she was definitely out of line. And I think that the problem with a lot of white women, um, that's always been the problem, is they have a victim mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, when they you sit on that all that privilege, I don't understand where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's in customer service, whether it's in a power position, mm-hmm. um, where we've seen where a lot of the women poli- the a lot of the Republican women in politicians, I mean politics have been very much so in this victim mindset and just awful. Um, especially like I if I want to bring one up, it's the lady, um, I can't remember her name right now, she's a senator in um arizona where she voted against she was a democratic senator center and she voted against um minimum wage she went up to the thing and put her her thumb down like a child and then she turned around <laughs> and she got a lot of backlash about it and she said that the backlash that she got was sexist i still am trying to figure out how that's sexist but <laughs> anyway near that i'm just saying that there's always some type of victim mindset not always you know some white people you know Mm. They check themselves about their privilege, but there are a lot of them who have a victim mindset, you know, when it comes to things. And Sharon Osborne really sat there and gaslighted Sharon uh, uh, Underwood. Underwood that entire time. But when she said, I should be the one crying, <laughs> it did something in my soul. Mm. I wanted to reach through that fucking computer of wherever I was watching it and yank her out that chair. <laughs> it's also important to note that your friends can be wrong sometimes like you don't have to blindly be like that's my friend and you don't right. know them yeah people say stupid shit but Pierce been saying stupid shit for years that was off because you know i don't really sub- subscribe to cancel culture but that nigga is out of motherfucking line i'm just saying like and he's still talking shit off one day ain't when you married like he is so obsessed with Meghan Markle and it gives me little dick white man energy. Like, as a black Very man so. in the in the workplace, I see that. They always have these microaggressions and we get it from two different angles. It's like white women battle black women all day and white men battle me all day to make me feel inferior. And I just think of all the white men that look up to Pierce Morgan and look down on your pants and remember why you're not. Anyway, continue. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's also another black co-host on the talk, um, Elaine Welterworth. She is the former editor-in-chief of uh, Teen Vogue. I really love her. Okay. You know, I've always, I admire I admire her work. I have her book. I'm kind of looking at it right now, more than enough. Uh, and mm. she filed a complaint, actually, about racial insensitivity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you talked today. Uh, in the work in uh, in the workplace going on on the talk, and I'm pretty sure it was definitely about Sharon Osbourne. Um, also, Holly Robinson Pete. If you guys don't know who she is, she's most popularly known for playing on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, she was on the talk, and I remember her being on the talk at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says that Sharon Osbourne called her ghetto, and also called Leah Remini. Um, ghetto. I don't know if you guys know who Leah uh, Remini is. Right, she's the actress. Lady. 
Scientologist lady. That's a lot of people know her as. That's a badass bitch. But um, right, she do not care. I will drop the dime in a heartbeat, bitch. I am not ride or die, bitch. I'm go snitch. Okay. <laughs> she do not care because baby, that is some scary shit to go after. But uh, mm. she was also on Kings of Queens. You know, for my my people who didn't have cable back in the day, uh, <laughs> came on all the time. <laughs> oh, bitch, that used to be late night. You knew you just slept. You knew it was time to go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> Or it'll come on early in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, those are the people who who have spoken out against Sharon Osborne in her comments, um, as far I mean in her behavior over the last <clears throat> years. And she there's also been allegations that she called Julie Chin um slanty eyes. Oh yeah, and she allegedly called Sarah Gilbert pussy liquor. Um Yes. And if you guys know who Sarah Gilbert is, that's the actress from Roseanne. And right now the um the Connors. So people still watch yeah. that. <laughs> I guess they got rid of Roseanne, girl. They've been now, rolling. Roseanne been was a good ass rolling. fucking show. Okay, I'm not even gonna cap Roseanne. Was Roseanne, well, I show. used to, I used to watch Roseanne, but you know, Roseanne is mm. Roseanne now. Um, uh, anyway, like the white Azalea Banks. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Sharon Osbourne, I really hope that they remove her from the show. I think they're trying to figure out how to remove her. I don't think she's going to continue with the talk. I think they're they're they've put the show on hiatus either A, they're going to cancel it, B, they are going to remove her from the show. And I think it will be unfair to I think it is unfair to the other castmates to compete put it on a complete hiatus. I think they should just remove Sharon from the show yep. for the time being or completely and then let them continue to collect their checks. Like yeah, you because know. working in entertainment is already hard enough. And then if one person on the show fuck it up, that we're not even talking about producers. We're not talking about producing assistants. Everybody on the casting crew, a lot of people would be without a job because one person fucked up. So stop sharing bad. A racist, and not the rest of them. And I, uh, I don't know, child. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think a lot of people remember this when Kelly Osborne, her daughter, had made a comment. Um, as far as a Mexican woman cleaning toilets, I do remember that she was like, Ooh, yeah. oh. I forgot exactly what she said, but it showed what type of household she grew up in Yay. when she said it. And she apologized for it profusely, you know, whatever. I think she was on the view, she was on I something she was and on said it. Mm-hmm. She was on something and said it. And I just was like, I don't watch none of these talk shows, so I would have never seen this shit if it wasn't on TikTok. I'm just being honest. I don't watch them, but I watch clips sometimes. Mm, I do watch them sometimes. But yeah. But yeah, you know, Sharon Osbourne is an asshole. And (laughs) she is, she's an asshole. I don't, she, she she really is. She's still standing in what she said and trying to make herself the victim still. Even after the backlash, she's trying to find a way to justify it to where she's been hurt. Mm. It's like, no, you caused the hurt in this situation, ma'am. Well, Sharon, I hope you enroll in the same racial racial um, sensitivity classes that Camilla Cabello enrolled in. And that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next person. <laughs> <laughs> 
my lip gloss is popping. My mm. lip gloss is cool. All of us, we sat there, they be chasing at the school. And the bitch had me. The TLC movie, we could have stopped right there with Lil Mama. We could have just pumped the brakes right there. She got back in good graces. We was she was dressing. Mama was looking cute. Out of the fucking box again. And you know, I didn't notice this. Maybe you already knew. I did not know that that was Laomi that she was coming for on America's uh, Best Dance. Yes, movie. no, yes, that was definitely Laomi. I remember I remember it in real time, actually. Because mm. uh, Vulgar Revolution was my favorite uh, team ever. Mm-hmm. I thought they brought something completely different to America's Best Dance Crew. But when Lil Mama said that, you want to be a woman, will act like one. As a kid, I didn't understand completely how deep and fucked up what she said on national television mm-hmm. was. I was just like, "Why is she coming for uh? Why is she coming for her like that? Like, oh my gosh! Like, mm-hmm. and Laomi be on that show. And if you guys don't know who Laomi is, Laomi is an icon. In I don't know, if she got icon status yet. Um, in ballroom. But um, she is a ballroom legendary. She's 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 legendary. The new dramatics is basically Laomi. She is the queen. Okay, <laughs> and Laomi is on Pose. You've seen her on Pose. She's done Nike commercials. So you've seen Laomi since Dance uh, Dance Crew, uh, America's Best Dance and Crew. A probably judge, know who she was. a judge on Legendary on HBO Max with Magna Fowler. Yes, a judge on Legendary. <laughs> so Laomi is that girl. She. She took that moment and she's still working. And look at Lil Mama. But anyway, I mean, um, when was the last time we played a Lil Mama song? Like I haven't thought of her since the TLC movie, and it's very disheartening. Shoe Game was a little bop. It was a bop, but oh, I don't even know what that is. That's <laughs> oh well. Then it's, I guess it's Billboard didn't know either. But um, what I will say, <laughs> what I will say, a lot of internalized transphobia, and y'all too fucking old for this because. That she posted something that was like, we need to do like a, what it is, straight people movement. I don't know what fucking word she used, but I what was like. What the fuck the straights need a movement for? That's what I was Their movement about. is hetero, <laughs> the, the movement is the world. I mean. This whole notion that gay people have meetings to end the straight agenda and we just <laughs> sit around with our feet kicked up and be like, how can we make niggas gay today? Like, that's not how it works. It's it's the fact <laughs> that they really think that a gay agenda exists is is beyond me. Honestly, people were just just asking that you treat people. people. I mean, I know that's we get extra stars at Starbucks, but that's really all that really goes on. <laughs> That's literally what's being asked to just to treat everyone equally, mm-hmm. um, to properly represent people in media. That's literally what's being asked. Children will be children. They will be okay. Okay, we saw a lot of shit as kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, and shoving heterosexual normative. All and of, I grew up in a straight household. I grew up with a man okay. and a woman in there, and guess what? I still like dick. So why does that matter to any? It's not going to change a damn thing. It's just not. <laughs> It's just I didn't not. see a TV show. And nothing. I just was born that I way. Just, and it actually depends but little, queer, but for me, anyway. <laughs> just want to put that out there. <laughs> I'm actually queer, if y'all didn't know that. Oh. Are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a, a little, you know, poo-nay-nay-nay, yeah-yeah-yeah. Ashley, you know, I'm not against it. Gotta be the right time and say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I guess this is Keen's coming out party. 
<laughs> we gonna have like balloons after this, my Kentonietta. But um, Kentony. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you a drink at Starbucks. Uh, anyway, <laughs> celebration. Uh, anyway, so little mama is trash. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm on one today. Same. Um. I'm on one today. I don't really care uh, because I feel like you know it's not your business. What what the fuck? What people does that have Bitch, you were the bully. You're the bully. No one's bullying you. People are trying to correct you. Correct you. And see, that's where it comes with Sharon Osbourne. It comes with Little Mama, and where people feel like because they're being corrected, they're being they're being and Pierce Morgan, mm-hmm. they're being bullied. You're not being bullied. You're the bully. <laughs> You're bullying an oppressive group. Mm-hmm. You are gaslighting a oppressive group. I don't understand how you feel like you're being bullied, sweetheart. I don't understand. We all me. are wrong sometimes. Like it's okay to say, you know what? What I said that came out my mouth was fucked up. I can say I've said inappropriate things before, and people have called me out about that. And the problem with celebrities is nobody in their circle called Dang. them out. Somebody, everybody around you waiting for your money or what you could do for them. Y'all don't have nobody to tell you. You know what? That was a little fucked up. It's just that human ego. People hate being in a negative light, quote unquote. Yes. And I see a lot of celebrities have a lot of ego issues where they don't like to be told that their opinion is, your opinion can be wrong. Mm -hmm. It can be definitely wrong. You know, because there's been times where I had, I I said something wrong and thank God I have people in my corner Mm -hmm. who will check me and be like, okay, Kira, but that's, you need to sit down and review that Mm -hmm. and rethink that opinion. And I do, you know, because I'm like, well, obviously the opinion I have is hurtful. So let me go and let me go and self-reflect. But I will say this. I think and this might be something I'm just throwing mm. out there. It might be very controversial. What I'm about okay. to say. Safe space. Get ready. I think that Lil Mama has internalized transphobia because of the Bow Wow jokes over the years. Mm, that, And I feel like I don't know. I'm not even going to go too deep on that subject, but people that I know on the East Coast, a lot, a lot of them, especially black folk, they they be they be saying, nah, son, that's gay. Y'all have a lot of homophobic and transphobic tendencies. I don't know if that's the culture on the East Coast. I've never been out there, but that's where my... And I don't understand because New York is the gay capital of the mm-hmm. world, so I don't really understand. You know, that's where Stonewall riots happened. Like, did the Stonewall right? I just think it's it's hyped in, in black culture. That's what I've observed the black East Coast folk. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not okay. It doesn't make you better because you're quote unquote. That's not just black East Coast folk. Right. That's black people in general, really. That's black people in general who have a lot of internalized. This is a conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're going to definitely <laughs> go, go. get deeper in that. One thing I did want to say about Little Mama is that, you know, in life, you're going to have to look back at the stupid shit that you say. And I hope that she has a very humbling moment. And I think, I don't wish anything bad for her. I wish that somebody sits her down and really talks to her and was like, this is not okay. Because the more defensive that you get, it's, it's derailing. And you work in the gayest, in, like the gayest industry, fucking music. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure gay men do your mm-hmm. hair. I'm pretty sure you have a gay stylist. I'm pretty sure you have a gay makeup artist. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you have all those things. So when you say stuff like that, okay, why are you letting them touch you? Why are you letting them make you look beautiful? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, don't use gay men for your Nanny entertainment. Ooh, sorry, <laughs> fraudulent slip. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yes, don't do that. That's not, they're, they're human. They're people. They have 
and stop saying it's a lifestyle too. I hate oh, that. Man. But um, it's annoying. Right. right. It's not a a lifestyle. Who like, the fuck want to no. spend their life in absolute terror? You know how much I would give to walk down the street confidently with my nigga not worrying somebody go fucking murder us either because right. I'm black or because I'm queer like really fuck you little mama when you grow up we can have a conversation but that's how I feel about it because it was like you're a grown ass woman and you are just we've spent way too much time probably on this but it's just had to be addressed um right. it was a long <laughs> that next? was a long piece <laughs> just because that that hits personal like to all my trans friends and family we love you we support you we stand by you also can I just say Amaya Scott is my favorite fucking person to follow on Twitter. Amaya Woo! Scott is the fucking blueprint. Get period. out of my um, mind, girl. If y'all want to know what I think, just go on Amaya Scott Twitter. We probably on the same fucking wave. She always dragging niggas, period. And, and I might not. <laughs> and I love it. I love every minute of it. So this first segment is, segment is going to be kind of long. We have a lot to talk about. But... Um, the next thing to talk about, um, probably probably should talk about this first, but um, it's okay. Um, the hate crimes that were committed mm. in Atlanta, we definitely need to address mm-hmm. that um, because it's important for us to bring light to that particular situation mm-hmm. and just the situation in a whole of a lot of racist um, acts that have been committed against the Asian community. Mm-hmm which I feel like was very much so perpetuated by Donald Trump and his um, you know, with the, the calling um, COVID-19 a China virus mm-hmm. and, you know, blaming everything on to them. You know, I think that it was highly, highly irresponsible, you know, to do that against that group, that group of mm-hmm. people, you know, because there's, you know, look at what's going on. I it tr- definitely trickles down to the fact that he did mm-hmm. that. So, any thoughts? Abs- and you, if you want to share what happened, please. Absolutely. Please do. Um. Well, I'm gonna give the cliffs, but one I wanted to start with saying that um I've been seeing a lot of conversations on Twitter, and and a lot of I've had a lot of conversations with people in my life, and I disclaim this by saying this is my opinion. You do not have to agree with it. We get on the show to speak our truth not a woman but i still fight for women's rights i'm not asian but i'm still gonna say what that man grown-ass man did by murdering those eight people was disgusting and racist and yes i get that we are not the saviors of other people that do not look like us but i personally consider myself a christian and how can i sit up here and say I this doesn't affect me, so they need to figure it out themselves. I get it. Black and Asian people have a complicated history. I get it. I'm not excusing that. I'm not erasing that. We know that. But you need to be mad at white supremacy. Like, I was on my Amanda Seals today, and I just want you to know that whole sentiment of it doesn't apply to me is fucked up. And you can have that opinion. You reserve the right to do that, but it's fucked up. And that's my thoughts on it. You know, I will be honest with you. In the beginning, I had that opinion. Mm-hmm. But I checked myself. Mm-hmm. I, I literally thought about it and I checked myself. I was like, because I've had situations where I've had Asian people be microaggressive towards me or racist towards me. When I go into a store, I've been followed by them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a lot of different things. I didn't really know how I was going to bring this up, but bring it to where I had to come to a common ground within myself Mm -hmm. and be like, you know, I still need to say, I still need to feel and, you know, feel exactly what you said. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Even though we do have a complicated history, even though I do have my own personal experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, I still need to be like, hey, this is not Mm -hmm. cool. You know, and it's okay. I can still say it's not cool. You know, I still have my experience as well. You know, as a as you know, black woman, you know, going to the hair store and being followed around. That's happened to me quite like several mm-hmm. times. Or being told that I need to put my purse up, you know, or whatever, and being kind of I've had many, many things. You know, I've you know I frequent hair stores, okay? So I've had many, many things happen um or the corner store and being followed around that's happened before and you know i think us as black people we've had a complicated history with asian with the asian community but i do still think so i still think that we should stand up for them as well Mm -hmm. because their voice isn't as heard in in the in america Mm -hmm. you know it's not our voices are still not that heard either as much as we try to be as loud as we mm-hmm. can be. But I think, you know, with these particular instances that have happened, they are definitely racially charged. And we know how that feels to be racially charged against. So I really am, you know, sending a lot of love mm-hmm. to the Asian community as far as, you know, this is very much so an awful thing that's happening to them on the West Coast. And I see this happening to the, mm-hmm. in the South you know, with the killings that happened in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are being brutalized on the streets. Mm-hmm. People are being killed. It is sad. It is definitely and it's sad. real so, tense out here. And I'm happy that you you were honest tense. in that part of telling your truth because you're not the only person who said that I'm a guy and I get followed around in a, just to get a hair sponge. And what I told myself is, you know what? These businesses that don't want me to be there, if I could find it somewhere else, I'm going to buy it. So there is a market right across my barbershop. And I remember being followed and the person was scared to open the door for me. And I was like, girl, I just need some fucking can too. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I said, you know what? Fuck you. And I know we hate Jeff Bezos, but I ordered the shit on Amazon because I couldn't find it nowhere else. You know, and I want to support these businesses and I understand that it's complicated. But I said all this to say is the human element of us is duality. You can fight for Black Lives Matter. You can fight for what's happening with ICE. You can fight for what's happening in Atlanta, you know, with the Asian hate and shit. You can do all of that. Do you have to do it? You know what? You're a grown ass person. You don't. But just know you want to be on the right side of history. And me personally, I'm at first I'm gonna keep it G and I'm gonna in the segment, well, in my thoughts on that to not go overboard. But I didn't want to fucking fight for Black Lives Matter. You know how many black men to call me a faggot? You think I wanna be on the streets for them? Whenever they just be like mm-hmm. pushing over me or whatever the fuck, bullying my ass, but you know what? Anyway. You know how many women look down on me because I'm gay and feel like I'm just a token, like I'm just an accessory to them. I didn't wake up to be your hairstylist or a dresser, whatever the fuck. If I wanted to, I would. But Keena, you can't do it. I that. can't. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Keena can't do a lick of hair makeup child. So if you think that I'm friends with him for an accessory, <laughs> please know I'm not. Never been. And has never been. Kiara has never done that. But I have friends, you know, back in the day that I'm not friends with anymore that use me as an accessory. No. So you know, there's duality. There's going to be issues across the board. But do what you want because you're a grown-ass person. Everything has something money. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Everything has money. Oh. And I know, you know, everything has money. It's something that's money. But if you come out of there and you are on the right side of history and you do what you can out of the out of your heart and you understand the bigger picture of mm-hmm. the fight and everything, then yeah, you know, that's where you I'm at. Do right injustices now in everything. this household, y'all got me fucked up. That is where I'm at. And I feel the exact way you feel about like everything. Like, why am I fighting right. for this? When I feel like I'm <laughs> You know, I feel like I've been oppressed within this group. So why am I why am mm-hmm. I fighting for this? But it's a bigger picture at the end of the day. In, at the end of the day, and that's why I always say all oh. black lives matter. Whenever I say all, all of us matter. You know, I don't say all lives matter. <laughs> I say all black, all black lives matter. Okay, right. get that straight. <laughs> but because we need to make that emphasis on all, because black is intersectional. Period. I wish black is not just woman and man. It has so many mm-hmm. different identities attached to being black. Um, that's within the community. So, yeah, I wanted to say that. So, yes, sending so much love to the Asian community. I really hope, you know, that there is more of a crackdown on to what's going on with the hate against them. And I just want to uplift them. And I literally am just hurt hearing and watching the stories that I've heard about what's going on recently and the attacks, that wasn't just the one attack in Atlanta. There are many, many other attacks. And a lot of Asian entertainers are standing up and using their voices as well from what I saw with Daniel Day Kim, um, which I think is really, uh, really, you know, dope. But, yeah, that's what I have to say on I that. I echo um, those same sentiments, too. Especially, like, I thought about my close Asian friends when that happened. Of Like, that could have been them. That could have been their friends. That could have been any of them. So we love you. We support you. And we stand with you. We love you and we support you. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, let's end this uh segment with one more thing. I know this is really long, but a lot of shit yeah. has happened. Um <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> I love that beat. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Real icy girl. Let me shit. tell you okay. something. Yes, ma'am. Break it down, break it down. Um, so she was asked a question about if her, you know, if her man, you know, wanted a threesome, what would she say? What would she do? And she was like, so can I choose the man? <laughs> and that is still a threesome. I know y'all yelling across the phone that it's a train or whatever you listen to this on. No. Women deserve sexual pleasure too, too. And a lot of y'all don't even offer orgasms to these women. So let's start there. Why y'all have all these opinions? You don't want no toys. You don't want nothing. My girl is every person. A toy, a toy is your best friend. That's your teammate. So I don't understand mm. what all of that is about. I really think it's really rooted well, in Let's get us some bedroom candy after we film this segment, girl. Support black business. Oh, I'm going to order the swing. I'm going to order the swing. I want a little bolo. Can I order him on the website too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh, where that's going to go, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yes, you know, I think a lot of straight men were upset at her comment. And the way they reacted on that podcast or the show, whatever that was, but they hopped up and ran. And I was oh, like, now you know, Justin Lebo or whatever his real name is, go, go, go give me the theatrics. You know, my sweet, light skinned sis is going to do the most. But. <laughs> I was just like, why is this being so like... A lot of your faves have threesomes like, with what? other men. Like, a lot of people in your day-to-day life have, you know, threesomes where it's Threesomes other with men. other men. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Not, it's, it's, a, okay. it's a sexual experience, is what I'm going to say. 
it's fine. It's okay. Like, what did you think? A threesome? A threesome is only limited to just being two women and a man. Like, girl, let it have a little bit more fun. Like, where's the I'm fun? I'm trying to imagine who would it be. Like, mm, I'm like, who would she pick? Because I, I was like, Quavo and who? I was like, Drake. Like, I just started adding people into the mix. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I would love. I would pay OnlyFans money to see that. I'm gonna just say that, sweetie. If you ever want to do that, well. Mm. I don't know, but I just I love sis. I love that she broke that. She broke that, and she was like, "Look, uh-uh. my icy sis." She's no. you know what I love about Sweetie is that at first I'm gonna keep it G. I wasn't really looking forward to the music. I was like, "Okay, here today, going tomorrow," and I'm actually happy that I was wrong and I follow her now. She's just such a fun girl. Like I would love to hang out with her. She just gives positive energy, and I you love that graduate, about her. You know. Very smart marketing queen. I love what, the way she markets herself. She is herself. I love that being yourself is in, and I mm-hmm. hope it stays in. You know, I hope people could artists and everybody like Lil Nas X, and you know, I'm trying to figure out who else is like really out there. Oh, I still Ari gotta Linux. bring her like, to the fire I, about putting ranch on that spaghetti, though, sweetie, sweet. Oh, I was I've laughing when she made that. the uh, raccoon her fucking Abby on Twitter. That's when I knew I liked her for real. I love her. I love her. Like I love that she makes fun of that. I love that she shows us the the, the weird shit <laughs> right. that she eats. Like I like to eat weird. I but I eat weird shit. I don't eat weird shit on her level. Of weird shit. Oh. I eat weird shit. You know that. <laughs> um. I never felt that emotion. <laughs> you, you are a picky eater. That's why. If you, you eat, eat hamburgers, hamburgers, please fight me. Like disgusting. Zero out of ten. Like no. Okay, the person who eats I, chicken. I ordered at every restaurant too, and my nigga go pay for it. I know that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my JT today, but um, yeah. I love it. I love it. So yes, uh, shout out to Sweetie. I love that she she just you know she's just so ray of sunshine, and I think that I think that bringing that conversation to the forefront was actually very important in the way she did it. I don't think she meant to, but mm-hmm. I love it. But yeah. Well, I think that concludes our first segment. We're going to go pay some bills. So keep it locked. And we're back. <clears throat> I'm just saying that today is the day um, that, you know, Beyonce is the most awarded <laughs> person in history at the Grammys. 28 Grammys won. Um, you know, this it's a moment. It's a moment. I just want to start off with that. It's it's just so I think about playing Survivor and I think about all you miserable, low self-esteem bitches having to eat it every single time. Mother wins. You got the icy park everywhere you look, booked, busy. Three day almost a three decade run. What you can't. And this was her off year. Like she was busy raising her daughters, Chloe and Hallie, and was still out eating your face. Eating the face up because Black is King is a, uh, like it's just wow. Every time I watch, like I've watched it maybe three times so far, but every time I see a clip from it, every time I see a picture from it, I'm just in awe of how she outdoes herself. On her off season, bitch. On her off season. We're not even touring right now. We don't have no album out. We're not doing shit. And she walked away with four Grammys. 
iconic, iconic. And a black woman at that a black woman the most awarded woman in history now does she have anything in the major categories no and we all know it's because she's been robbed but she's been robbed and it's been you know racist undertones because there's no reason that lessons um couldn't have been in the country category and she should have won album of the year for lemonade because none of your faves could ever and they look up to her they copy her just mm. Beyonce was robbed. I would never forget that. I called you. We cried together on the phone. We cried on the phone, girl. We was I stormed upstairs and cried for 30 minutes. We were upset. We were upset. I think it's because me and you had a moment when when Lemonade came out. Mm -hmm. It came out. I will never forget it. Came out um, Jazz Fest weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, we met Solange that same weekend. We was actually on the way to the party. <laughs> when the album dropped, so me and you had a moment with that album. So when it didn't win, it, it just was whoa. But let's talk like somebody about shattered it. our heart literally and stomped on it and then shot it. That's how I felt. Beyonce deserves more. I know people feel like Beyonce already gets a lot more, but she deserves more. Mm-hmm. She deserves more. I believe that. I stand on that. If you want to fight me about it, we could definitely catch hands. Um, but this is what she won for. <laughs> she won for best music video uh, for uh, Brown Skin Girl, which Blue Ivy also won a Grammy for. Legendary. Oh Legendary. The second youngest Grammy holder is Blue Ivy. Beyonce. Blue Carter. Ivy Carter. <laughs> Blue Ivy Carter. Don't forget the Carter. Beyonce's manager, Blue Ivy. Yeah. She is yes. At, at 10 <laughs> years old. I think she's like nine or 10 now. Mm-hmm. She's nine iconic and also she won for best rap performance best rap song and for best r&b performance i think yes Mm. yes for black parade so a black parade for savage and for savage again and then for brown skin girl so we got four grammys in her off year there's no new music really out on her part so like as a solo artist so Mm -hmm. this is awesome I was actually shocked when they like panned the camera over and her and Jay Z was at the table. I was like, "What brand?" That was mask a gag. Do-? It was a gag, and I asked myself, "What brand mask do they wear?" Because I want to wear whatever Beyonce wearing. So, um, can one of her stylists let us know? But um, that was just to see her on stage with Megan. It just the creative in me just was just so soaring. Megan P from Houston, Texas, with Beyonce winning a Grammy. Like after everything Megan has been through with the you know troll, we even gotta bring it up and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like all that she's been through, and to have that moment, I know that meant a lot. And to have your mentor, your literally person that you've always looked up to, be right next to you, that ain't nothing but God. I'm just saying. Nothing. I think I I said this to someone. Um, I was like, I think Megan's ancestors are carrying her definitely throughout all of this because she's she's lost her mom, she's lost her grandmother, she lost her dad, you know, and the way that she's catapulted in the way she has organically, because I will I do not believe in industry plays. I do not. They do exist though. <laughs> I don't believe in them because I feel like what well, a public you're you're listening <laughs> you're, you're doing something you I know mean, it's easier to do that when a machine behind you but that doesn't take yeah. away from the work no like it doesn't take away the fact that people are listening still so i really believe that megan is organically here 
and her and to watch her grind in real time especially you and i because i remember us being in our apartment listening to make it hot Mm. like or before make i was listening to her before make it hot came out you know i have receipts to prove that um but and i'm not saying that to be like oh i'm like listening to her before you know but it's just more so seeing her in real time go from that to being so successful and oh my gosh she ate the grammys up she did and to see so many people upset about the wild performance was hilarious I just, I just, you know, I, I really respect Megan's hustle. And to think like a platform like Twitter and then all the social media and then Savage blowing up through TikTok, it's just, it goes to show you that anybody can, if you have a dream, you can succeed. You can do it. Think about all the people that told Megan Stallion she wouldn't be there. Think about all the people that don't want to see her there. You know what I'm saying? She's new to fame. She didn't grow up in it. So I think we have to be a little bit easier on my sweet sis. Because she's only been famous for what? Like three or four years? Like mm-hmm. she didn't grow up in it. She was a regular person like me and you. And then she so happened to step into that and work towards that. Um, so super proud of Megan Stallion. I really hope she get out of that that deal. You know, that's my thoughts on that. But super, super proud. Super proud of her. And I will say Savage Remix is the shit. I will say that. I think what happened, a lot of people, it, it just was everywhere. It was all over TikTok. But I listened to, I went like two, three months without listening to it. And it came on randomly in the car. And I was like, oh my God, this is the- <laughs> I knew it was the shit when it came out. But when you take a break from it and you go mm-hmm. back and listen to it, it deserved the Grammys. That's all I'll have to say on that. It matter. definitely did. And stream fever, because I still fuck with fever, bitch, when it come on. Okay. Fever <laughs> is the shit. But um moving along because the Grammys were actually pretty good this year, even though they, they suffer from the lowest ratings. I enjoyed watching the like the clips and everything. And mm-hmm. I think they I think that they did this year. They are trying to be more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um I think they're trying. It's a process. You will get there eventually. Um, you know, I was really mad about the R and B category. There were no women when the women dominated R and B last year, but that's neither here or there. Um John Legend won the award for Bigger Love. I have not listened to that album yet, so I really can't give any. Um, oh, did you listen to it? I can't give any insight. I can't, on give, any. Any, <laughs> I can't give any insight on that one. But let us see. Won her first award after twelve nominations, which I think her for uh, best traditional R and B song, which I think is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely deserved that. P J Morton won for best gospel album, which Handsome I think some ass. P J. I love P J. Morton mm. like. One of the best concerts I ever been to. Handsome, and talented. He was nice when you met him. Yeah, he was really nice when I met him. Just um, mm. let me see. That's I'm trying to think about thing. who else. Oh, Thundercat won for uh, best progressive R and B album. Um, I tried to listen to the album the other day, but then I had like I don't know what happened. It wasn't that I I, I don't know something happened and I had to pause. Somebody called me, mm. you know, me to me, me, me uh, starting to listen to it because I don't know. Sometimes I I listen to the albums late. And that's just one album I, I've been getting into kind of late, but I'm um, really getting into Thundercat because one of my friends I love Thundercat. Uh, put me on to them. Like was playing their music. I was at a friend house, um, and they were just we. I'm not gonna snitch on myself. Continue. Oh, oh also <gasps> shout out to K Trinata. Um, oh yes, 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 yes. Shout out to K Trinata. Shout out to K Trinata. Like. It, 
you know how much I love Kate Trinata. So uh, his his album Bubble won for Best Dance, um, but Best Dance album. He's the first Black person to win for Black, uh, win for Black. Ah, what am I trying to say? <laughs> win for Best Dance album, and his song Ten Percent with Kelly Lucas also won uh, for Best Dance song, and it was the first it was the first awards to go out for the night, which I thought was really cool, really dope. I love Kate Trinata. He's been out here for a very long time. I bet that um, felt great to be the first Black artist to do that. And I want to see them show some love to my um, to Don Richard. Like, I would love to see her yes. hit that Grammy stage. Um, always She's definitely... Yes, I love I love Don Richard. She actually just came out with some new music, too, that I need to check out. But... Uh, what else happened at the Grammys? Who else? Oh, uh, Doja Cat. Oh, Doja Cat ate it up as always. I said, um, <laughs> I she know was, she's tired people to were mad. I, I think we don't get, we are we're not gonna see we're not gonna hear say so for a while. <laughs> we're not gonna hear say so for a while. A lot of people thought that she was snubbed at the Grammys. Um, mm. Hot Pink should have been nominated for Album of the Year. Mm. I think so. Think about it. No, I'm not disagreeing. Um, me me and Kiara talked off air about this. Um, I think that some people that worked on the album overshadowed Doja in a negative way, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, shit. I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> you did. Um, yeah, I agree with that one. We didn't have to go and we're not going to go in depth about that, but I agree with you. Um, but she's that album is great. I really love that album. I, I think it's got, the shit. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Urban Outfitters, they should sponsor this episode, has it has it on vinyl, girl. And I just ordered it. How much? Um, do you want it as a gift? We'll talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because Ke- let me tell y'all, this is this is off this off the track. Keenan tweeted about I want a girlfriend who I could just buy anything for. <laughs> Bitch, I'm right here. <laughs> You know, I feel like as a resourceful black king and as I, you know, grow in my wealth and, you know, beauty, I want to have somebody that I can just get them whatever they want. Okay, I could be that somebody. Okay, but you gonna make my niggas jealous, allegedly. I don't give a fuck about your niggas. <laughs> okay, okay, I got you. I got you. I just want to spoil, you know, people. Spoil me. Spoil I love me. giving gifts. Anybody who knows that when I got it, I'm gonna make sure everybody. He does. That's true. Okay. That's true. It's very true. Um, but yes, I really, I, I, I love, I love Doja Cat. I love that she goes into every performance and give us something new and different. It's not the same thing. Uh, like what she did for the EMAs with Say So with turning it into a rock song. I just still just like That was wow. so iconic. I just that was I'm iconic. so proud of Doja because we've like me and you have said we've watched her career evolve and have been you can go look at the Wayne project four or five years ago and Doja was on some of those playlists. Um but I do wanna say that Doja Cat is gonna be around for a very long time. And one of my friends always was a Doja stan, so I know he's living right now. Um yeah, Jemani, I know Wayne. you're a big Doja Cat stand, so yeah. Shout out to Evan. I mean, Evan Lord. <laughs> Shout out that <laughs> when the weed hits you. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's We're hitting there. really hard. Right? It's, it's hitting hard. Um. Yeah, shout out to Edwin. Um, Edwin put me on the Doja Cat at 2015 <laughs> in a session. He was like, do you know who Doja Cat is? I was like, no. And he was like, okay, uh, here's So High. And we were, you know, it was perfect for the moment. 
And oh, so that's why so I listened. high as a vibe. Mm. <laughs> and that's what I started listening to Purr, uh, her first EP, which I love. Like, no police, nunchucks, beautiful. Beautiful is uh, mm. I used to listen to that in the morning on my way to school. Well, to class in college. I just love, love it. To see uh, so just seeing her grow too, like from Doja's been grinding, grinding out here for a while. So shout out to Doja. The next I person dress next... up as a cow for Halloween when Moo came out. I really did. That you bitch sh- had me on my Chipotle. I should have. But you but... went as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's problematic. Not that I looked at that. It was very problematic. <laughs> At least I show up to a party like Harry Tubman, but I'm looking Oh my God, Jesus Christ. Lord, move on. Lord, move on. People who know me know what that reference is. But anyway. I do, and I know. I just, Lord, please move on. Um, I know the listeners be like, sometimes y'all have inside jokes and we don't get them. I'm so sorry, y'all. If y'all want us to clear it up, we're not going to clear it up. We're not going to clear um, it up. <laughs> <laughs> as for us and us only these um, are nuggets just, we leave in episodes to laugh just, just awkwardly laugh and we're gonna move on to the next thing okay just imagine your friend showing up to a party is here you <laughs> when you show mind. me that you know it's just gonna move on, just move, on. Gonna move, on. move on um one of my favorite favorite performances from the night uh was of course silk sonic I'm in love. I'm obsessed. I can't wait for the EP to drop. Uh, you you yes. take Anderson, I take Bruno. We could do that. I like it. I like it. We could do that. We could do that. And Victoria Monet, too. That's what I like. Ooh, I'm not giving you Victoria Monet. Uh, you got to give me Victoria Monet. I'm not. No. <laughs> not sharing that one. Supersonic um, pussy catches. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to Jaguar, y'all. Stream it right. Go listen now. to Jaguar. No, but she, I, apparently, rumor, she might be on the album. Oh, shit. Rumor, rumor alert. Rumor alert. alert. Ooh, her shit. and her. Allegedly. And by the, allegedly, allegedly. But their performance was awesome. It was great. It gave me 70s cosplay. A lot of people are, I think, cosplay. I love that Bruno Mars does that. I love that she plays with that. I, I love it. So I love the song Leave the Door Open. I I, I played it over and over again when it dropped. The um, video is groovy too. The video is super groovy. I love 70 sounds. I love them. I'm upset. I love 70 sounds and 80 sounds. I didn't like, realize how much I miss Bruno Mars because I just spun uh during quarantine last year. I was spending 24K a lot. I don't know why. But if you ever, it's such a fun album. It was, you know, but it was hitting different. I don't know if it's because we didn't have like communication with the outside world, but just play that in your house. Get you a Moscow Mule, and I guarantee you, it's gonna be a vibe. Guarantee. I just love it. Versace on the floor. I want to get pregnant too. I love it, and I really, I really love "Leave the Door Open." I love that that girl Bruno sung the fuck out that song. Stop playing with Peter Hernandez. His real name, Peter. Stop playing. <laughs> yes. He does when you, not look like a Peter. Yes, he does. And he does look not him, look like a Peter. He does look like, he look a, like Peter. a Braxton. Like, he don't look like a Peter. You think he look like a Braxton? He look like either a Bradley or a Braxton. Like, he don't look like a Peter. <laughs> he don't look like a Pete. <laughs> Peter. Uh, Peter Hernandez. He mm. Anywho. We're not gonna get into it. I just thought something very like. Thank <laughs> you. Risque. Um, but uh, yeah, I love them. And also, 
which is really dope. Her one song of the year, but I can't breathe. Come on, Gabby Wilson. Oh my gosh. She won she won for I Can't Breathe. I loved it. I I just wow. I think she's just amazing. Her is definitely going to be a legend in the end of it all. She really would because that songwriting and that pen and I saw her live. I think I said this on the show before. I saw her live yeah. for the Bryson Tiller show. And that is one person I can tell you sounds exactly the same. TV don't do it justice. I was ready to she cry all in the UNO uh, waterfront when she got on stage, bitch. Whew, I'm gonna go listen to that later tonight. Um, damn it. She's, she's that girl. I remember, I remember being in my apartment crying in the tub. Don't know why I had no reason to be crying, but sometimes music just move, move you like that. Um, to uh, her first her first EP. That's me when I listen to Grand Piano, <laughs> Volume One. Blinded, just... <laughs> <laughs> <Blinded, stupid, laughs> loving you, loving you. <laughs> and my shout out to Oika, silly girl. A silly girl. Pink print. Pink print was snow. Shout out to Nikki, yo. Shout out. Uh, but yeah, is I th- anything else about the Grammys? Um, that's about it on in Grammy time for me that I can remember at this moment. Okay. Well, anyway, let's move on. Talk about Victoria Monet and how I'm obsessed and I love her. <laughs> I just hear trumpets every time I think about her. Oh. I I always talk about how much I love the trumpets and um. Uh, in Jaguar, the whole entire EP is a consistency of the trumpet sound. If y'all go listen to it, it's consistent. And we've been covering Victoria Monet for weeks. She's just such like, she is one of those up and coming artists that I just cannot wait. Like, I need Jaguar on vinyl. I have the Jaguar hoodie. And every time I'm out and about, somebody asks me about that hoodie. Like, what does that mean? So if you have not streamed Jaguar, listen to it, my girl. It's oh, a writer. Listen. The pen. She's a writer. The pen. The pen. She's the pen. The pen. Victoria the, the pen. <laughs> Victoria the pen. Monet. Okay, she's writing for everyone too behind the scenes. Mommy Jaguar, congrats on your new bundle of life too. Oh yes, her fine ass boyfriend. I would love a piece of both of them. If y'all ever need a third wheel, please hire me, bitch. A fourth. Okay, bitch. <laughs> We've just been over here fighting over the people today. No, um, we probably have had the same taste. What is going on? We always had... Oh, yeah, you're right. Because Carrie be still in my man. I'm glad that you said that on air. But please continue. In real life. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> At first, I thought you was going to say on site. <laughs> in real life. In real life. Uh, no, but seriously. Uh, we... Um, I, we just love Victoria Monet on this show. We enjoy her. We see her. We appreciate her. We uplift her. Um, and I just want to say Jaguar Live. I don't know if she did that after birth or in the beginning of her pregnancy, but I watched it today and I was just like, my girl is coming. <coughs> She's coming. She, her 2021 is going to be her year. If not 2022, she's coming. Period. She really is, and I think she says, "Sorry for coughing so fucking loud." Um, <laughs> okay, I was gonna say um, we don't cough, judge. Okay, because we've been talking for like forty minutes, but um, I was gonna say about Victoria Monet. Um, that was filmed five months. She was five months pregnant, like filming that, like legend, legendary. 
But yeah, so I really am just excited to see what she has to offer. Um, and yeah, Victoria Monet, I have some new stuff that I kind of want to put the listeners on to. Do you have anything new to put anybody on to? Um, what if, oh, yes, uh, since we've been away, I don't know if I said it last episode, but Shorty Shorty is my new favorite rapper. I've been telling everybody about him. I think he's from Baltimore, but he has a joint album with the producer Murder Beats. And that fucking song, he has a song called Doctors. Bro, love him, love him, love him. That is. I gotta go listen. Gotta you listen. sent it to me. I gotta go listen to I it. I think I said it last week, but I would definitely want you, if you haven't heard it already, to get that Shorty Shorty Man. I think it's called Shorty Land is the name of the album. I'm not sure, but a song called Doctors. Go listen to that. And then he flipped Thinking About You by Frank. Yeah. It's a vibe. Oh, I know your pussy quiver. Oh, my. It's like he's the hood <laughs> version of me. And it did quiver. I said, I he's like I an emotional know. 21 Savage. That's how I can say it. Okay, so I, you know, my best friend, she listens to a lot of Afro beats. <laughs> <laughs> so we ride in the car, and I mean, it's her car, it's her, it's ox. her ox. So we listen to kind of what she wants to listen to. And she's put me onto a lot of Afro music. Like, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. It, they have a whole, like, it's like beautiful over there. Their music is so dope. I've ran across so many things just outside of her too. I've been kind of exploring mm-hmm. and finding people. But she put me on to this girl named Tim's T E M S, um, who I think is really dope. Um, and also I've been listening to Amare. I think I've talked about her. Uh, I've talked about them on here um, before. Um, of course, Wiz the Kid. Yes, Wiz Kid. I love Wiz the Kids. Uh, Wiz the Kids and Tim's have a song called Essence that I am like obsessed with. I love it. Um, and I love, yeah. And also last night I was, you know, scrolling, you know, I was just scrolling on my Apple Music. And sometimes how I put myself onto music is I just click my own station mm. and it'll, it'll throw music in there that I might want to listen to that I probably have never heard before. And I ran across this song featuring this, this girl. Her name is Becky and the Birds. And I was like, whoa, this voice is crazy. Becky and so the Birds. I'm a- Becky and the Birds. Mm. And I was like, this voice is crazy. Like her voice is, she has a very like angelic type of voice, but I was listening to like her harmonies and everything. I was just like, oh wow, this is crazy. So I went and listened to her actual like work and I was like, whoa, like, wow. I w- I hope she really gets like, I hope more people know about Becky and the Birds. Um, so that's who that's who I've been listening to too. Uh, last night I was like going through her stuff, and then um, trying to think about anybody else. I know Justin Bieber is dropping a new song um, tonight. Oh no, he's dropping a new album actually. Um, he dropped a song with Chance the Rapper. <clears throat> I forgot who the other artist. He's is. really <laughs> trying to get that R and B nomination next year. He's really. Trying Are you gonna to listen to it? <sighs> I don't know. I'm gonna listen to it and I'll report back next week. <laughs> I don't know yet because I have my own gripe a little bit, a little bit mm-hmm. with Justin Bieber because I don't understand why he was so upset about not being nominated in the R and B category. It was not an R and B album. It was more so like a um I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I just I just I don't understand how somebody who was saying the N word. Mm. 
who was saying that is so upset that we won't allow him into our black space. If you don't know who Brian Michael Cox is or John Tell Austin, and I'm I want I want somebody to ask him that on camera. Be like, do you know who Brian Michael Cox is? He does. He I feel like he does. Mm. I just feel like the whole the features with Gibeon and Daniel Caesar, I think it's a it's a catch for I'm I'm gonna just be quiet. It, it it's a tactic. You know, it's a tactic. It's a tactic. I feel like he went the fuck off about not being nominated in the Arnie category, and I was like, "You are trying to force yourself into a black space when you have shown us racist behavior in the past. That's why it's not. Yeah, you know, everybody loves journals. I like journals. I like purpose. Like I listen. I listen to Justin Bieber. Like I have. I do. But I just didn't really. <laughs> Pop. It's pop like, with R and B influences, and let's just keep R&B it there. Influence. Ariana Grande is pop with R and B influence. Like I don't want you. I don't really want you in my black space. I'm gonna be honest with you. Mm. I don't because I know you have a you have a racist past, and I know people can be forgiven. And I'm not canceling you at all. That's not what I'm here saying. What I'm saying is you can't be upset about not being welcomed into a black space when you have that type of history. Mm. Mm. And I don't want to share this with y'all. You I don't want to share this with y'all. Like you know, that's how I feel. Like, and I'm not, and I'm like, once again, like I'm saying, like, Justin people got bobs. Like he got bobs, okay. But when he went on that, like their their temper tantrum, I was like, sir, no. Mm. I even posted about it on my close friends on Instagram because I was just like, what the fuck? Like, why are you so upset that we won't let you in a black space? <laughs> I don't understand white people. I don't get it. But I have whatever. no comments. Uh, I know you don't, but I did. I have no. And I, and like I said once again, I love, I love Justin Bieber. I really want him to step back and think about that. And you can okay. appreciate, you know what I'm saying. You can appreciate the culture, and you can be influenced by the culture, but it will never be R&B. You don't see Bruno Mars being upset, right? Right. He know what the fuck it is. I mean, you know what type of time it is. I just think that unless you were immersed in that from, you know what I'm saying? Like, eh, I don't know. But I do like Justin Bieber. I'm probably going to stream the album. Well, I know I'm going to stream the album. Um, I just like him. And I think what he said was out of line. But that's that's my end of my... I'm going to listen to the album. I just had my little gripe about Give it. Give me a listen to it. And the eye long, oh, but I would love that. Oh, not the eye long. <laughs> They remind me of my accounting teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> does that conclude our segment? Yes, it does. You just—I'm just still hollering at what you just said. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. And we're back for our final segment of the week. The I can't talk Anthony. <laughs> of the week. Okay. What? <laughs> you remember that back in the day? Lil Anthony's video of the week. Okay, I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> oh, YouTube. Um, okay, so you guys, we have our last segment that we are now calling the vent. V-E-N-T, the vent, where we vent about different topics. Where we talk about whatever we're going through mentally, whatever topic that has arised in our life that we want to talk through together. 
um, we talk about it because I feel like we don't in the black community and we young people we don't talk enough about stuff so we talk about that here if you guys don't know we did that last season and we thought it a lot of people like it so we're gonna keep it so Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, and it's hard kind of trying to figure out like different topics and not talking about the same thing because sometimes the same topic arise and then we find a like a new perspective of it. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know if we talked about this before, to be honest with you. I think I maybe we touched on it before, but mm-hmm. let's talk about it. Emotionally unavailableness. Oh. Are you emotionally emotionally unavailable, Keenan? <laughs> are, are you have you dated anyone that's emotionally unavailable? Oh my gosh. Um What's funny is that I asked my therapist that exact same fucking question Monday, yo. <laughs> um, not emotionally unavailable. I think that I was, and I have dated people who are not emotionally unavailable. And I used to, I have a very unconventional take on this. And um, this is my thoughts today. They may change later. Like we're fluid. I think that I used to villainize people who were emotionally unavailable and now I'm actually disappointed, like, that they were in an environment where they felt like they couldn't express healthy or saw healthy emotions. And I think that I, I would villainize these people, like, I'm so great, and why don't you love me? Why don't you see me? Whatever the fuck, you know? And they just weren't there. And I hope that they do the work to heal themselves to be emotionally available. So that is my mm-hmm. first take on it. Wow. So... <laughs> Let me tell you my take. <laughs> so this week, this past week, I realized that I am emotionally unavailable. Mm. Me. I me. Me. You. A whole you. Me. A whole me. You know, and it's to arise to that a type of realization about yourself is kind of mind blowing a little bit. Because I ain't gonna lie, like I know people talk about TikTok, but TikTok really had some really good gems on it Mm -hmm. and this girl posted a video and she was pretty much like you know do you fantasize about love but but do you really place yourself realistically in those scenarios or is it just a fantasy Mm. and then do you believe that you actually can have that one day Mm. or do you just fantasize about it and then also are you still not really open to like dating as much but you fantasize about it a lot and I had to tell myself that because I don't date like I'm not really a not into that like too much mm-hmm. I try but it's it just I, I'll try and then I'll be like eh. I'll run into something I'm like I don't really have the energy or the time for it but mm-hmm. you know I'll, I'll fantasize about my wedding one day or I'll fantasize about like something that I would love to happen like just random like I would love to go to like a I don't know some romance type of shit because I love you know I love romance <laughs> movies so mm-hmm. I, I fantasize like through that too and so but then I think about it like realistically for myself and then I like shove away from that idea and so then it's like okay I really might be emotionally unavailable what, at this time what made you confront the issue was it the TikTok or was it just a thought that was lingering in your mind before that it was a thought that was lingering in my mind because I have not dated and it also I was just kind of like 
why haven't you not dated? What's, what's, what's the blockage? What's going on here? Mm. I had to have that conversation with myself and I was just like, you know, are you really open? Like, are you really open to it? Are you really? And I think the also the other thing is having the vulnerability of dating as well. You open yourself to another being or beings coming into your space. Yeah. And I'm so protective of my space. So it's like, okay, I don't know about that. It's right terrifying now. too. Cause it's terrifying. You literally are opening yourself up to God knows what. And I think that the first step is admitting it to even say, to even to question it is really the first step. It's like, am I, am I not? Because most people shove that in the back of their mind. they like, I, I'm just like this, you know? And maybe that is like that, but it's usually stemmed from something deeper and it could be so many things that connect. And I think being mostly unavailable is a defense mechanism for many people, myself included. For me, yes, yes. How can me. you hurt me if I don't even allow you in my space? I think also what, and I can go like, I'll I'll go in depth on here, maybe because I might help someone else. When you are a woman and you grow up around a lot of women mm-hmm. and like myself, and you see how men or partners have caused a ripple effect in those women's lives where men can be the base of the trauma or a partner could be the base of the trauma for that woman. Mm -hmm. You see that growing up and you're just kind of like, I don't want to go through that. Mm. You find ways to protect yourself from going through that. Because I feel like as a child, you know, especially in my case, I've had traumatic experiences in my life that I had no control over. Mm. And so when you're an adult, you not saying that you can, you have control over it, but you have control in the people that you allow in your life. Mm. So it's like, okay, I don't want to allow someone in my life that I had a choice of allowing them in my life and they caused something traumatic to happen to me. Mm. I don't, you get what I'm saying? Like cheating or I've seen you know, that abuse. And it, it really, it scars you as a person. And I think that sometimes we do a great job of numbing things, right? You don't want to deal with something, right. you know, just ignore it, shovel it away. And a lot of times being emotionally unavailable is seen as a flex of like, you know, can't nobody, I'm like rock solid. And I think for me, when I was emotionally unavailable, it was out of just, I guess, ego. I think that my first relationship yeah. in high school was very traumatic for me for a multitude of reasons. And I think... When I was in that phase, I didn't give a fuck about anybody. Like, it was to the point where, like, I was just numb to all type of interpersonal connections from the standpoint of, like, I didn't give a fuck about my friends. I didn't give a fuck about really anything. I was like, me, 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 me. And I think emotional unavailability is easy to do. You can easily say, you know what? I don't need to have to deal with this. I don't need a remaining partner. What the fuck is that all about? I'm going to fuck all these people, and then I'm going to go home and feel absolutely nothing. I think and also from what I noticed is people who are emotionally unavailable they want people to love them so that's why they do continue to involve themselves with others because it's like I want you, I want you to love me but I can't give you the love that I want to give you right now but I want you to give me that love you know what so I mean I'm going to be controversial yeah. and ask you would you be able to do, would you want somebody to ride that out with you as a partner like let's say you meet no. somebody and they you saying no no, I need to figure this out right but now. But some people feel like, well, I'm supposed, I'm brought into your life to help you, and I and I want to nurture you. No, you're this. not. No, no, no. 
I want to. I want. And I'm not saying me. That. I'm just adding the counter argument. No, not you. I'm saying I want to kill that because I feel like there's this idea that people have where I need to come and heal someone. Mm. And the, I, you know what I mean. I'm like, I don't want nobody to come in and heal me. That's my job. That's something I need to do. You know, to a Ricky master. You know, and I'm glad that you said that. I brought that up because I knew somebody would say that. Because I was, I consider myself back in the day a fixer. I was once I once no. I healed myself. I was like, you know what? He's just almost there. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. all the check mark boxes. No, he, no. You know, he's great. My mama loves him. My friends like him. Da da da. I had that Bob the Builder ass mentality. Like I felt like no. I was just like their savior on some savior complex shit like you met me and now your whole life is different and then that left me broken it left me angry it left me bitter and i was like why didn't they love me why didn't they appreciate me exactly exactly. but i put myself in that fucking situation like yes they aided to that but i also have to take responsibility of it's not my job to fix you i am not a certified therapist psychotherapist etc you need to get professional help and i and i'm getting professional and i'm getting professional help too we can do it separately (laughs) i'm doing it now in my 20s you know and it doesn't matter when you go i'm just trying to knock out the bullshit now so when the next bullshit come i have better coping skills i'm a better partner you know yes because i i literally talked to my um our therapist about all of this you know I know a lot of uh, my emotionally unavailableness it deals with my inner child and it deals with things I've saw mm. things I've seen and you know I she told me she was like write a letter to your inner child mm. and I did that and I'm not gonna lie um mentally I am in a better place because I did that mm. um I did it last week because I was going to fuck through it the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. you know with certain things um, but when I did that, it felt so releasing and I, I was able to confront my inner child and be like, you know, why won't you allow this to come into your life? What's going on? You want it. It's something that you want one day, but why aren't you allowing it into your life? Like you are very worthy of this. Like you are worthy of love and someone loving you or you are very deserving of that. And I'm telling my, I'm not saying it just for me. I'm saying it to the people who are listening, who feels like they are are distant from love or being loved Mm -hmm. you are very worthy and very deserving of it okay i'm not just telling myself that i'm telling all the listeners that as well you know who feel like they want it but it's like can i commit to it can i accept it into my life because i really don't know how it is to be correctly loved and that's and that's okay and i think that really it goes hand in hand with communication because i know a lot of people myself included they've had people in their life that've been like hey i'm really here to support you I, they've already proven to you that they care about you you can tell by people's actions and just being open to it i feel like back in the day i missed out on a lot of great people because i wasn't ready like maybe they circle back around later in life but i wasn't ready and i and i took it upon myself to communicate hey i'm not ready it's okay to say hey i'm not mostly available right now i care about you i want to be with you but let me work on myself and that's not an empty promise you still want to do the work you know if you're going to communicate that and you and you know that you're dealing with that the next step is to address it and start to work and heal through whatever trauma you have because we all have trauma no matter who you date yeah no no we all have trauma and you know i've been working on that because i don't want to be 30 and i won't be 40 
dealing with this still. I want to be able to. I know healing is is a process, and it's you're going to be healing throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm. But I know I know forty year olds who are hurt, bitter, upset about life mm-hmm. and things that they should have let let go years ago. They haven't because they haven't done the proper things to mm-hmm. confront it, work through it, everything like that. And I think our generation is doing a really good job of confronting our trauma, confronting, you know, our triggers, understanding things about ourselves so we can become better human beings for our children mm-hmm. and better human beings for ourselves too, you know. But there's another thing that I wanted to talk about because I've been seeing a lot of this on Twitter. I've read a couple of things on it where people are at a point where they're decentering love from their life at this time. Oh, Wow. That does not sound like a I'm, great life for me. <laughs> and that's fine, but I I've embraced that in a way mm. because I'm just in my mind like I need to decenter that for right now. Because I, I I as a woman I speak I talk to other girls or like, you know, whatnot, and they're like they always talk about their nigga or like always talk about a, a somebody that they're entertaining mm. or something like that and it's like the focus of their life Mm. and like a main main focus when they have other things that they could be focusing focusing on not saying that you know i should not focus on love and not any anything like that but it's like the chase Mm -hmm. you get what i'm saying and i'm like i don't want to spend this time right now trying to chase because they're so enthralled into whatever their relationship is and i've seen that on both sides like i've seen Right, always talk about that and be like oh pussy and I'm like do you have a personality outside of this and I do want to clarify when I said not decentering it I'm looking at it from a standpoint of like I'm going to be 27 in the fall and I'm finally hitting career strides and I'm making goals I'm making progress towards my goals and for me it's like I don't really have anybody to share it with romantically because like your friends get it you know what I'm saying but when you have a partner that's right next to you and watching you do it and so for me i'm not desperate for love i don't need a boyfriend at this moment it's never that but i would like to you know i'm getting older and i want to have kids and so for me that is i i do still take dating a little bit more i take dating seriously now more seriously now than i did three years ago you know because you're dating you're dating to marry i know you want to get married and have Mm -hmm. kids so bad like (laughs) i know that's what you want for me i'm it's gonna happen if it happened for me um as far as marriage as far as kids i'm not really pressed about it Mm. at this time in my life because i feel like there's so many things i want to do in my life and there's so many things that i know for myself that i want to grow in before i can really like give that or share that and then i also think about the fact that i really like my space and sharing your bed Kiara is not about to share her bed y'all gonna have to have two separate rooms or something. <laughs> I don't share my bed <laughs> like I have so many unconventional like things in my mind like I really wouldn't mind having like separate bedrooms like you have yours I have mine you know we come together when we need to come together but like because my grandparents had separate bedrooms and I just I didn't think that was That's weird but... I didn't know that my great grandparents had separate bedrooms. She had her bedroom, he had his, and they were, you know, whatever. You know, I figured out why later on, oh, but okay. um, 
yeah, I figured I'm not going to go into all of that. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, you know, I didn't think it was weird growing up. And I thought it was convenient. My grandma had her own space. We would go in her room. And then my grandpa, we wanted to go over there. we go in his okay. room. You know, so I didn't think nothing of it growing up. But I just think about that. I'm like, damn, I really love my space. Like, I've been single for so long. I'm like... I don't. You gotta be a bad motherfucker for me to share <laughs> share this queen size bed with. That's honey. when you get the king. You brought up something that I, a subtopic that I did want to address. Um, it's a, it's about the whole notion that like if you don't have a person, there's something wrong with you. And I used to believe no. that exact same train of thought. I'm not even gonna sit up here and cap. But somebody. And this isn't me, like, trying to play them. I'm just bringing up the conversation. They were like, Keenan, like, I never see you with anyone. Like, I've never seen you really post anyone. I've never really seen you, uh, like, show them or whatever, right? And I was saying, like, you know, I've been single for a couple years now. And the person was like, why is that? They just asked me. And I said, you know what? I would rather be single because all of those people I have dated, past, present, and the future, this is no cap. If I was, like, marry me today nine out of ten of them would i have broken up with all of them so whenever you tell people like oh if you don't have and that's not a flex that's just a say of like we think of gender roles as if like if something if you don't have something or someone something's wrong with you but we never say what did that person do or maybe we just weren't a good match they don't even have to be a bad person maybe they just no longer aligned with me it just didn't didn't work out but to to give that notion i see that happen to women a lot of like oh like she's 30 35 36 something must be wrong with her she's never been married maybe those people just weren't a good thing ain't shit wrong with her ain't shit wrong with her she's protecting her peace right i protect my peace and that may be frowned upon y'all might see my nigga hand or something my friends meet my nigga i just don't i'm not in the social media the like theatrics when it comes to my relationship that's the one thing i'm really private about so I love that you are, cause that Leo behavior, honey. That's one thing you uh you keep control of. I'm happy, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Y'all will um, see him on a Wednesday if that. <laughs> if that, I don't know. I, I'm very. If I were to be in a relationship, I don't know. I'm having this conversation now. I never know what might happen in the next couple months, couple right. years. You never know. Speak but life. um, speak life. You never know. But at this time, I don't know right now. I just I am in a space where I'm just like I need to figure some shit out um, as far as like me, myself, like and what I mm-hmm. want, you know, it's like mm, I kind of like just thugging with myself right now, like I, I just enjoy coming to my room and like watching my little shows and listening to music and you know, talking to Kiki and on the phone with y'all, like I enjoy if that. a person like, approached you tomorrow though and was like hey, I'm interested in you would you be at least open to that? It depends. Okay. It depends on, it really depends. Like, it depends. I, at this time, I really... You really just, not on a, yeah, it not a relationship tip right now. Nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I'm not. I've never really been either. So, I don't know. Like, I've had people I was interested in. I was just like, eh, never mind. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, eh, never mind. I admire um, that. But, though. I wish I had that. I'm a hopeless romantic. Once I lock my in- I- eyes on you, <laughs> no, like I am too. Like I am too. But what I'm saying is, like, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, All right, that that didn't that didn't happen for a reason. Thank you. It's okay. Ooh, dodge the bullet. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Dodge the bullet. Okay, it's cool. Like all right. Um, but then I say, well, well, did you did you really want to do that anyway? 
you know <laughs> so emotion like being emotionally unavailable is something that I think a lot of people in our generation are we're working through you know but I think for me I think right now a period of isolation while I try to work through this or maybe I might need somebody to come in I'm trying to have Sierra prayer like whatever she said I'm trying to have my Russell Wilson and I'm always I think the energy that you put out is what you receive and I think that when you like, I don't want to be in a relationship or blah, 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 you're putting that negative atmosphere around you, you know? But it's not negative, though, like, if you don't want to be in a relationship at well, time, not, at I'm not time. saying if you don't. I think some people view it in a negative lens of, like, oh, being in a relationship is weak or, oh, that's all you care about. It's just that it depends on how that person navigates that conversation. If you're, right. like, anti-love. I, if I... If I came off like anti-love, that's not what I mean by this entire thing. That's not my intention. My intention was saying like, hey, I'm working on some shit with myself right now. I don't think I'm available right now for that. Or I don't know if I can rise Which to is wanting that realistically in my life right now. I don't want to toy with anybody. And I also don't want anybody to toy with me. And I don't want nobody to be on this vengeance of trying to fix me either or anything like that because I don't want to place my project my trauma or project you know my issues onto anyone else let me handle this shit on my mm-hmm. own you know and that well not just on my own you know of course I therapy um but you know that's how I feel at this time like I just want to be centered that shit I don't like I don't want to worry about mm-hmm. it you know I just want to have fun you know get dressed up go you know look look like a bad bitch and you know kiki with my friends on the yeah. phone and you know just just do my shit like that's what and work that's that's literally what i want to do mm-hmm. right now and you in your prime so you I deserve to do that yeah i just i don't want to emotionally attach myself to anybody and it just be a hot shit mess when my life is peaceful right now Ooh, i'm something in my husband but i i feel you though i was in that same Mindset, and it's needed yeah. to find yourself. I think people hide in relationships so they don't have to uh, deal with themselves. And it's like no shade to long lasting couples. Like that don't make you better just because you've been together longer. Like okay, that's just called dependence. Right. Like no, right, it's okay. That's called dependence. Shout out to y'all and winning. But man. I mean, okay. <laughs> like no, but I'm I'm just all about protecting my peace. Literally, that's all I'm about. But I think I've I've gone too far with mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> So I understand, but like, you know, I feel like you're at a point where you are ready. Yeah, there's just something about having a partner and just being as a person that's been in love, maybe like I say twice. Um, there's just something about it, it's just so magical. It's just this is a person that you literally sleep next to every night, you know, and just they love on you. And it, it sucks whenever you have a breakup because you lose your best friend and your partner. Um, relationships, I can see why people are hesitant about it because it, it it's a job. A relationship is a job in my mind. It's a job. Like, you gotta check in with this person. You gotta tell them what mm-hmm. you're doing. You gotta, like, y'all gotta go on dates and y'all gotta, like, get to know each other. And it's just, I would love that. I would love that. Like, it's cute, but it's... <laughs> You gotta get ready to you gotta be ready to put in the work, right? Like vice versa. And then you, you gotta keep a conversation mm-hmm. going. Like I'm just not there. In twenty twenty one, I want people to fall in love with me and not for what I can do for them or the idea of me. That's what I'm putting out in twenty twenty one. Fall in love with Keenan. And that's what you what our listeners should do is fall in love with the person, not for what they do for you, but just because who they are and what they represent. And I think whenever we stop these 
like this perfectionist mindset about relationships and what a partner should be or shouldn't be, how tall they should be, X, Y, and Z. Open yourself up to love is actually really fucking cool. Self-love starts with you and then you can extend that to a person. So yes. Agreed. So self-love starts with you. So that's what I'm on right now. I've been like on my little self-love shit, like just trying to like really elevate myself and how much I can love myself before I can allow someone to come in too because I'm just like I'm at a point where I'm kind of fragile mm-hmm. let's just say that I'm I'm fragile so I really don't know if I, I I think if I made myself really emotionally available I don't think somebody would be ready for that shit <laughs> <laughs> all that matters is that you are ready for it <laughs> right I just want to be ready for it I don't I don't know if I am so yeah so Keenan is ready. I am not. I am I'm the emotionally available unavailable bitch. But you know Real Valentine girl shit, I'm, you know. <laughs> real Valentine girl time shit, you know what I'm saying? But um yeah, so that's really all I have to say. Listeners, are y'all going through that? Like were y'all like emotionally unavailable? Like and y'all how are y'all coping with it? Like what are y'all doing to cope with that? I'm coping with it through isolation. <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys coping with it? Let us, Let know. us know. Um that's not you coping with I fucking it's just uh it's annoying we're gonna have all we're gonna find love we will you know? safe sex and paychecks is the energy i'm always on safe sex and paychecks. and life is too short okay, make not sure y'all getting it. tested okay. out there right and life is too short not to have orgasms okay remember that babies agreed agreed even look listen <laughs> listen women women come here i'm not married I'm go married. make yourself <laughs> Go make yourself orgasm before you go and, you know, mm-hmm. try to find somebody else to do it. And then after that, you think about it. You're like, oh, right. okay, whatever. Right. Right. That's what we do. <laughs> that's, what we do. That's, what, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. That- uh, that's all I really have. You know, this has been a very eye-opening conversation. We thank you so much for listening. Season two is back and better than ever. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please email keepitlocked at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Kiara the Dawn and at the Keenan Wayne. And until next week, keep it locked. Keep it locked.